Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. Have you ever experienced any type of healing? A healing that you know had to come from the Lord? In my life, I know that I've been divinely healed several times, and I know countless people who've experienced the healing power of God in their lives. When Peter, Andrew, James, and John began following Christ, they got a front row seat to see the Son of God perform many amazing healings. And there's a great deal that we can learn today from the scriptures, the miracles that Jesus performed, and we can be encouraged to remember just who it is that is on our side. Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to Discipleship Now, where we dive into family, life, and ministry through the lens of biblical discipleship. And today, I want to, with the help of the Lord, to encourage you by reminding you who it is that stands beside you, behind you, and who is constantly all around you. And there's a great deal of peace that comes with knowing that Jesus is the master healer, and through him we can do all things. Today I want us to turn our attention once again to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. This is after Jesus calls Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And Matthew, the writer, sums up a great deal of ministry in one simple verse. Let's look at the verse of Scripture again, Matthew 4, verse 23. Scripture says, And he, meaning Jesus, went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. I love how Matthew records that there was no kind of sickness or disease that was beyond the might and the power of Jesus. No matter what the ailment was, if Jesus spoke the word or touched the body or, I don't know, maybe even snapped his finger, the ailment, no matter what it was, was vanquished. There's a question that kind of pops up in my head that I think about when I read this verse of Scripture, and it's one that I'm not sure that we could answer this side of heaven. But How many healings did that one verse of Scripture contain? Matthew just simply said that, Jesus went throughout all of the region, all of the region of Galilee, healing every kind of disease and affliction among the people. How many healings must have must that have been? We know that in the Gospels that there's 22 accounts of Jesus healing people who are afflicted, um, but of course that does not include the other miracles that is recorded. This is just strictly healings. We know of 22 accounts. And I also am reminded of what John said. John said that Jesus did so many other things 
that if they were all written down, John said, I suppose that the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. That's John 21 and 25. So we know that there's really no telling how many healing miracles Jesus truly performed. And again, in just that one verse of Scripture of Matthew 4 and 23, Matthew simply sums up a multitude of healings by simply stating that he went around the area healing all kinds of sickness and disease. When I was 18 years old, I really received the shock of my life, at least until that point, as I went to a normal eye exam that I went to every year just like everybody else does just about every year you go for your normal eye exam when I was 18 years old I was rocked to my core by what the doctors told me I have worn eyeglasses I think since I was about eight years old and a lot of people wear glasses um, and have worn glasses or contacts from their childhood and I was 18 and went to my eye doctor for a normal eye exam she dilated my eyes and looked into my eyes and did the whole is this one better or is that one better is number one or number two or is a or b better you know how they test your eyes and and after the eye exam was completed, she sat me down in her office and she said, I need to share something with you. I believe you're going blind. And when she said that, I, I it's almost as if I, I didn't hear what she said or I didn't understand what she said. And she began to explain to me some things that she saw in my eye, my eyes and my vision. And it was her medical opinion that uh, it would not be very much longer and I would no longer have my eyesight. And in hopes to uh, prolong or to uh, see what could be done about my eyesight, she sent me to a specialist. My eye doctor sent me to a specialist. And But before that appointment, I went to my church. I had just become a youth pastor at the Center Congregational Holiness Church in Center, Alabama. And... I went to church that night, told my pastor, told the church what uh, the eye doctor had said and that I needed healing. I needed prayer and needed healing. Well, just like a good church family does, they gathered around me and anointed me with oil and they began to pray. Now, I wish I could tell you that something absolutely spectacular happened in that moment when they prayed for me. I wish I could tell you that... Um, some great words of knowledge or wisdom came forth as the gifts of the Spirit moved, but that's not what happened at all. They simply prayed, we asked God to heal, and then we went about the rest of the service. Several days later, the appointment came for me to go to the specialist, and I went to the specialist, and he spent the better part of half a day testing my eyes with all kinds of contraptions and and, and machines and all kinds of ways of looking in my eyes and testing pressures and uh, doing visual field exams and, and other types of eye tests. And he completed his exam and we sat down and um, he opened up my folder and he said, Mr. Turner, I see what your original doctor 
saw what she found. And I see your test results from her. And I look at the test results that I did today. And I have to tell you, I see nothing wrong with your eyes. He said, whatever was there is no longer there. And I just cannot express to you the type of relief that that brought into my life at that moment. I just busted out crying in that moment, thanking the Lord for what surely was a miracle in my life. Now, someone would probably say, I'm sure that the first doctor got the diagnosis wrong. Could she have been mistaken at the beginning? I'm not sure, but you cannot convince me of anything but this. I experienced the mighty supernatural healing power of God in my life. And what the enemy tried to do in my life, God radically reversed and healed my eyesight. There's other examples that I could share with you from my own personal life, and perhaps I can share some of those with you later in other episodes. And I bet if if we had some sort of open mic on this podcast... Many of you could also share of how that you've experienced the healing power of God. And I want to encourage you today and remind you that the same God who healed me when I was 18 years old, and the same God who healed in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, is the same God who is with you today and who is the same God who can touch your body, your infirmity, your mind, your spirit, today and radically change your life. Can you imagine what it must have been like for Peter, Andrew, James, and John to see and to experience Jesus speak to an infirmity and immediately visually see that infirmity leave them in that very moment? I bet their jaw hardly ever got off the floor. I believe they lived in a constant state of awe, seeing Jesus perform countless of miracles. I believe it taught them several things, and I think it can teach us several things as well today. Number one, I think that that the disciples learned that there was nothing that Jesus could not do. Think about how many limitations that you and I have. We're so limited in all kinds of ways. We, we don't have unlimited strength. We don't have unlimited knowledge or unlimited amounts of money. We're so limited in all kinds of ways. But what Jesus taught his disciples in the short years of his ministry on earth is that there was nothing that God could not do. I want to encourage you today that, beloved, our Heavenly Father, who loves us so very much, has unlimited power in and over this world. He even has the power over the one who wars against our souls, which is Satan. Satan, I know, fights against us constantly. He cannot stand anyone who loves the Lord and who's committed themselves to serve the Father. So he fights against us, and sometimes that means sickness and disease. But I want to remind you and hopefully encourage you to keep your faith up. Remember that the enemy was defeated some 2,000 years ago, and the enemy who fights against you today is nothing but a defeated foe. And sometimes I even remind the enemy myself that he is nothing but a loser. I know that may seem strange, but I don't know about you, but the enemy loves to try to bring up my past or some of my failures or mistakes, and he'll try to 
remind me, you remember that time when you made such a fool of yourself or you made a mistake here or you you failed, you 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 uh you did the wrong thing here or you disappointed God? And yes, those things are true. But in those moments, I remind him that Jesus whooped him on the cross. And because I have given my heart to the Lord, I am victorious through Christ. And beloved, so are you as well. If you've given your heart and life to Jesus Christ, then you are victorious over the one who wars against you. Even the one who tries to bring up your past and bring up mistakes and failures, you have won the victory over him because Jesus won the victory over him on the cross. And I believe that Jesus taught the disciples through the ministry that he displayed on on this earth that there was nothing that he could not do. But I also believe that not only did they learn that there was nothing that Jesus could not do, but I also believe they learned that they could put their whole trust in the Lord, that they that they experienced the healing, working, and power of God, and it taught them that because there's nothing he cannot do, that they could put their full trust in him. My first daughter was born in February of 2017, and she was and is a great testimony of God's healing power. My wife and I, we have always wanted children from the beginning of our marriage. Even before our marriage, we talked a great deal about family and what it would be like one day to have a family, how many children we desired to have. And from the very beginning of our marriage, we uh, began trying to have children. and We didn't do anything to try to prevent children. And, and so we just assumed that uh, maybe within a year, two at the most, we would be parents. One year passed, two years passed, then three, then four. And after a while, we decided that we would go and see a doctor and see if there was anything wrong and just to make sure that everything was okay. And unfortunately, what we found out was that there was indeed some complications. And years continued to pass without seeing a child come into our lives. And in the United States, infertility is is a common thing, unfortunately. One in five women deal with the infertility. The doctor was hopeful, but not 100% positive. We started a treatment plan, and we endured, particularly my wife, months and months of of an emotional roller coaster. Now, please understand, I know that there are many, many people who experience and struggle with much worse pain and sickness and disease than what I'm describing. But for us in those years of walking through, praying, hoping, and being disappointed over and over, well, it, it, was, it was devastating. However, almost seven years after Anne and I married, I held my beautiful Elia Kate in my arms. And today, I have three amazing, healthy babies. And what God taught me through all of that is that I can trust Him. You see, I came to a place where 
I had to decide that, God, if I never have a child, I still love you. That God saved me from my sin. That God had written my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if God never did another thing for me, that alone was enough for me to give praise, glory, and honor to God the Father for all eternity. And I was reminded once again that I could trust the Lord. That I could trust Him with my whole life. Even if the Lord never answered another prayer, even if he never did anything else for me, he is enough for me. But I am so grateful that God in his healing power touched me and my wife and allowed us to not only have one child, but as I said, now we have three beautiful children. And I believe as the disciples saw the miracle work and power of God, they learned that they could put their whole trust in God. They learned that there was nothing that God was not able to handle, that there was not a problem or a situation that could arise, that God could not bless them to have power over or to get through or or just miraculously bring them out of any type of situation. They learned that they could trust God. And the same is true for your life today. There is nothing that Jesus cannot do in your life. Matthew simply said that Jesus went throughout all of the region healing every sickness and disease. And God can heal you today. And I just pray for you and I encourage you that God can do wonders in your life if you'll trust Him and if you'll follow Him. And I pray today that you'll follow him with all of your heart. I would love to connect with you. Please reach out to me on my website, MatthewRyanTurner.com. And if you're interested in my newest book, follow him. You can purchase a copy wherever books are sold or on my website as well. Until next time, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.